The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Isaiah chapter 41 in verse number 10. You have your Bible, you have your device. Follow along with me as I read this morning. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. It's been said in the Christian life that there are three types of individuals. There are, number one, the Pauls who teach us. There are, number two, the Barnabases who encourage us. And there are, number three, the Timothys who follow us. College student, you should have all three of those in your life. Now, I know what you're saying. Of course, I have Pauls in my life. I have faculty members, I have uh, faculty parents, I have counselors, I have people in PCC Cares, I I have many Pauls in my life. That's great. Enjoy your relationship with those Pauls at this time in your life. But let me ask you, uh, do you have a Barnabas in your life? Ah, Do you have someone who is your encourager? Oh my, I was thrilled when Dr. Schumacher spoke and shared his prayer with you. His prayer for your friends, whoa. His prayer for your time, for your growth. But boy, that one with friends really resonated because, uh, you know what friends can be? Friends can be encouragers, but you know what the wrong friends can be? Yeah, the wrong friends can be discouragers. The right friends can be edifiers, those who build up. The wrong friends can be those who tear down. Do you know what? Uh, Barnabas is someone who came alongside Paul and his companions, and, and you know what he did? He brought encouragement to their lives. Hey, we not only need to have an encourager, but let me ask you, are you a Barnabas? Are you an encourager? Who have you encouraged lately? Ah, maybe with just a a, a quick note, maybe with just a smile, maybe with just a a, a quick word of somehow speaking into their lives. But number three, we have not only the Pauls, not only the Barnabases, but we have the Timothys, those who follow us. Oh, you say, Dr. Munch, that one doesn't apply to me. I'm just a college student. No one's following me. Oh, no. May I say to you that uh, having been a pastor for many years, I think one of the groups of people who are the most influential in a church are college-age students. I mean, there's something about it. The little kids look up to college kids. Oh, my, the young people in the youth group, they look up to college kids. The older people look at college students. And you know what they see? They see you as the hope of the country. They see you as the hope of the churches. They see you as the hope of the family. And in a great passage, you need not turn there, but in 2 Timothy 1, verse 6 and 7, Paul 
writes to a young man that he was mentoring, Timothy, who was pastoring at the time at the church at Ephesus. And he tells him this. He says in verse 6, I want you to stir up the gift that's in you. And then he goes on and he says this. Why stir it up? Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. Whoa. Timothy was timid. Timothy tended to be probably rather retreating. Paul wrote to him and said, guess what? If you've got a spirit of fear, young man, it doesn't come from God. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. College student, we all stand at a new beginning Oh, I love new beginnings. Do you know that all new beginnings come from God? Hey, the sun rose this morning. <laughs> it's a new day. <laughs> Have you ever had days when, 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 so to speak, man, it's really busy and really compact and really pressure-filled, and you go to bed just thinking, uh, uh, oh, Lord, how can I handle all this? You know what? The sun comes up the next morning and you feel different. Why? Because a new day is a new beginning. A new month is a new beginning. A new school year is a new beginning. And this new beginning is packed with potential. This new beginning is packed with expectancy. This new beginning is packed with new experiences and new people and new assignments and new books and everything new. And you know what that does? Makes us fearful. You know what? We all have a lot in common here this morning. But from every administrator on this platform to every student from the front row to the back row to the shelf of the balcony, there's something we all share. We share our humanity. You're looking at these people up here and thinking, oh, Dr. Much, these faculty in the lows and these administrators up here, oh, they got it all together. Oh, this bit, by, by the way, <laughs> let me say as an aside, as Dr. Shoemaker was, was uh, interviewing Dr. Shoemaker, or interviewing Dr. Horton for the, the chapel tomorrow, one of the things that came out, they didn't have a long-term plan. They met day by day and ate dinner and said, hey, what are we going to do tomorrow in this new college? And undoubtedly, the students looked at them and thought, whoa, they got it all together. May I say to you, you never get to a point in the Christian life here on the earth where you've arrived. We're all growing. And we all have our fears. So college student this morning, I give you this biblical proposition to live a victorious Christian life. You must conquer your fears by trusting God. Notice I didn't say 
that you'll make your fears disappear because you won't. But you can be victorious through them by trusting God. You say, what steps do I take to put my fears aside? There are three biblical truths regarding fear. Spoken by the prophet to the nation of Israel at a time of national distress that are rich with application for us this morning. Notice with me, number one, we must understand the prohibitions of fear. There are two nots. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. The first word, don't be fearful. The second word, be not dismayed. You say, what's the difference? Let me give you a synonym to dismayed. Don't be unnerved. Wow. You ever had fear take over in a situation? And instead of putting the emotion in check, wow, it begins to escalate in your soul. And you begin to talk to people. And you begin to send text messages. And you begin to get on the phone. And the next thing you know, boy, that fear has escalated. And guess what's happened? You're unnerved. You're ineffective. You're frankly out of control. I think in the Bible of a man who was given a very unique assignment. You need not turn there, but in Deuteronomy chapter 34, the Bible tells us about Moses and that when he was 120 years old, he died. Wow. And then we pick up the story of Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. It says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land, which I do give thee, even to their children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses. Gives him the promise that although he'd been there with Moses and for 40 years the nation of, of Israel had wandered, he said, guess what? That chapter's over. That leader Moses, oh man, the, the, the man he said to the end of Deuteronomy that there was no prophet in Israel since that compared with Moses. He's gone. And he said, it's now your responsibility. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to take these people into the promised land. And you know what we see in Joshua chapter 1? <laughs> Joshua didn't say, oh, Lord, oh, yeah, you called the right guy. Man, I've just been waiting for this. Joshua said, Lord, you got the wrong guy. I can't do this. And he was absolutely Scared to death. You know what fear comes from? 
Number one, it comes from loss. He got fearful after Moses died. Man, as long as Moses was there, he was confident Charlie. Man, as long as Moses was making the calls and making the decisions, oh man, Joshua was fully confident. Have you had any loss lately? Loss of a friend? Loss of a relationship? Loss of a comfortable circumstance that you had at home and now you find yourself in a new setting? Yeah, it can produce fear. Fear in the life of Joshua was caused not only by loss, it was caused by loneliness. He said in verse 5, the Lord said to him, I'll be with thee. Wow, why did he need that confidence? Because suddenly (laughs) he felt all alone. Students, this is a great student body. But you and I know something. There's nothing lonelier than being alone in a crowd. That's why what Dr. Shoemaker said was so important. Don't just have a friend. Don't just look for friends. Be a friend. I was walking through the administration building, first floor yesterday, saw a young man seated there. I went over and just talked with him. He said, I'm a sophomore transfer student. Oh my, you know what, he's coming in and in the sophomore year he's starting and we didn't talk about this, but you know what I knew as I walked away from him? I thought, hey, his whole class, boy, do they know the drill around here. They're ahead of him by a whole year, the class with which he'll graduate. He's hearing me this morning. I wondered as I walked away, Lord, is he lonely? I bumped into a young lady last week. I told one of our administrators about this. And, and <clears throat> I, I just walked by her and, 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 I, and I sensed she was a little bit overcome. I stopped her and I said, are, are, are you okay? And she said, Dr. Cochran, I've, I've accidentally missed a class. I've missed it twice. And I'm trying to communicate with the faculty member. I'm trying to text him. And she, she was just really felt badly about it. She's being so conscientious. I told her, hey, you're doing the right thing. It's going to be okay. But you know, I look back on that and I wonder, was that new freshman young lady who could hear me this morning? Was she lonely in the crowd? Fear is caused caused by loss. Fear is caused by loneliness. Fear is caused by inadequacy. Listen to this. The Lord said to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. He repeats it in the next verse. Be strong and of a good courage. 
He says in verse 9, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. And here it is, student, the very same wording as Isaiah 41.10. Be not afraid, Joshua, neither be dismayed. I went to the sophomore class meeting yesterday and that was uh, really enjoyed their question and answer time with Dr. Stevenson. The last question they asked him was, if you could relive your college years all over again, what would you do differently? He didn't hesitate. He said, I would have worried a whole lot less. (laughs) He said, I spent too much of my college time fretting. Wow, I appreciated his transparency. Hey, that's where we find ourselves this morning? Ah, college student. God's here to help us. Notice with me, secondly, if you're going to conquer fear and be victorious in your life, you must understand not only the prohibitions of fear, but secondly, the promises related to fear. He says in verse 10 of Isaiah 41, fear fear thou not. Why? For I am with thee. Wow. Our God is personable. He says, fear not, for I I, I am thy God. Be not, excuse me, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Our God is not only available. Our God is personable. I love to sing that song. I'd sing it with you this morning, but I'm not sure I know all the words. And as my wife tells me, I tend to add words when I don't know the song. And so, but uh, I love that song, He Knows My Name. Yeah. You're, aren't we grateful this morning that uh, I tell my wife, hey, I see all you students on campus. Hey, I wish it were possible to know the name of everybody here. Don't you feel the same? Wouldn't you like to know the name of the whole student body? Yeah, but that's not possible. But there's one who knows our name, (laughs) and it's God. Soon, let me help you with something. You hear people pray, and I know they mean well, but they pray these words. Now, Lord, be with us as we go to class today. Lord, be with us as we go out on Christian service. Lord, be with us as uh, we serve you today. Be with us. Give us safety on the roads. Students, the Bible commands us to pray, and the Bible tells us how to pray. But there's nowhere in Scripture where we're commanded to pray and to ask the Lord to be with us. Do you know why? Because God is always with us. You don't have to ask Him to show up with you in the morning. He's there. You don't have to ask Him to go with you to class. He's there. You don't have to ask him to be with you when you drive. He's there. (laughs) Here's what our prayer needs to be. God, give us a sense of your presence as we go to class, as we come to chapel. Because as he said in Matthew 28, He'll be with us until the end of the age. As he said in Hebrews 13, 5, he will never leave us or forsake us. But notice with me last of all this morning, 
to be victorious over fear. We must understand its prohibitions, its two knots. The promises regarding fear, the two I am's. But last of all this morning, I want you to see the provisions for fear, the three I wills. I will strengthen thee. That's God speaking. I will help thee. Wow. I will uphold thee. If we will look to him and we will trust him. A number of years ago, we took a group of students from the college to Israel. I had a young man and a young lady who uh, ended up meeting each other on that trip, falling in love, and getting married. They reached out to me and said, hey, will you, will you come to Caribou, Maine and do our, our wedding? I went there in November just south of Canada. It was Sunday, Sunday morning. I was working my way back to Pensacola and uh, waiting to be picked up to go to the airport. And I flipped on the television and flipped on a well-known television pastor. He recently passed away. And he was telling this story. He was saying that he went through a very difficult time in his ministry. And he wanted to leave the church in the worst way. But God wouldn't let him. And he said that on Sunday mornings when they would stand in the lobby, he and his wife, and they would greet people when people left the building, that there was this elderly woman who would always shake his hand and say, Pastor, I want you and your wife to come and eat lunch with me. And he would say to her, we'll be sure to do it someday. But finally, she squeezed his hand and said, I want you to come this week. And they set a date. And he said they went to her little apartment and they had a nice lunch together. And when they got done, she said, Pastor, I want to show you something. Come with me. And they went down the hallway and went into this bedroom and there was a picture of, of Daniel and the lion's den. And they looked at, the, at this picture. It was a lithograph. You can pull it up and online and see it. And Daniel was looking she said, what do you see in this photo? And Daniel said, er, er, and, and the pastor said, well, I see Daniel. I see the lions. I see this great miracle of the Old Testament. She said, no, 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 you're missing it. She said, pastor, Daniel isn't looking at the lions. He's looking at God. He said that he and his wife slipped out of there. They got in the car. He drove back to the study. And there on, on the desk, he had placed a letter from another church, another ministry that had called him and had written to him and, and had said, hey, we want you to come and be our pastor. Would you prayerfully consider this? And he said, I took the letter and I threw it in the trash. 
And come to find out, the event I was watching was his 30th anniversary. And he later went on to celebrate his 50th anniversary in that place before God called him home to glory. And the great truth, I walked away from that day as I went out and got in the car and went to the airport is this. Oh, Lord, help me to live my life in such a way that I don't spend my time and my energy looking at the lions. But I realize that in spite of whatever fears may come my way through life and circumstances and people and the uncertainty of the future and loneliness and whatever it may be, the living God is with you. Student, don't look at the lions. Keep your sights on the living God. You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.